Hello, and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. I am going to be your host for this bonus episode. I am, of course, Sean Paul Ellis. This episode in particular is going to be a little bit out of order, but we're presenting it to you guys with great pride and excitement that you're going to be as excited as we were to record this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they released all 11, uh, 13 episodes of Netflix and DreamWorks Animation's new show, Voltron Legendary Defender. We had a chance to talk about it, and you can check out the episode. It was released this past Monday. In our excitement about the show, Dave and I took to Twitter, and it turns out that one of the voice actors, Mr. Neil Kaplan, was paying attention, and we had an opportunity to strike up a conversation. This eventually led to us being able to do an interview with him. So today, we are going to have an interview with uh, Neil Kaplan, myself, Dave Trumbor, and Max Nicholson from Collider, as well as also IGN. Please enjoy this interview from Saturday Morning Cartoons with Neil Kaplan, who voices King Zarkon from Voltron, Legendary Defender. It's, well, it's certainly interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about social media, quite frankly, because gotcha. the response on Facebook seems a lot more negative really? than the response wow. on Twitter. Well, because the thing is that the response on Facebook, on Facebook, you go to the Voltron Facebook page, you can see all the messages that are put up there. You know, now granted, I'm kind of trolling a little bit on on on, <laughs> on uh, Twitter, you know. Um, but so I I, ha- I just I see a lot of the comments that just hashtag Voltron um, or Voltron Legendary Defender. Right. And on Twitter, they're overwhelmingly good, you know. But on but on Facebook, people are focusing on things like. Well, but why is Zarkon purple now? Why doesn't Zarkon have a nose? Where's the theme song? Where's the narration? And they're missing these wonderful characters that, that, that Joaquin and Lauren have put together. Now, I don't want to get into a conversation with these people because <laughs> then I'll just, you know, it, it'll be misconstrued or misunderstood or it'll be portrayed the wrong way so it's one of those things where i'm really only trying to engage the positive fans you know it's like look um i was saying to my friend over lunch today there hasn't been a single superman movie ever made in my lifetime that hasn't disappointed me in one way or another yeah exactly (laughs) right however You know, and I'm going to be 50, so that includes all the Christopher Reeve movies. Right. Wow. Okay. There's there's an element, but I sit there and say, but this is what they made, and I can either hate it and miss out, or I can like it because overwhelmingly there are so many more things about it that I love than the one or two things that I don't. Exactly, and that's the thing that like Max and I deal with on a daily basis, and Sean, who's who's now on the call as well, he's a uh, um, uh, hey improv. Sean. Hi, Neil. Thank He's you so much for joining project. us. My pleasure, guys. Yeah, so we all kind of deal with that sort of feedback. And yeah, you never, know what, never engage in a social media uh, discussion or con, you know, conversation with those people because you can't win because right. they'll right. <laughs> never let it go. Exactly. Right. Well, and it's just, look, I mean, I'm uh, not to get too political, but I'm dealing with a couple of friends who are Bernie or Busters, and I'm sitting there and just saying, 
Forest for the trees, guys. Forest for the trees here. I'm running on the platform of what would Zarkon do. So. There you go. That's not a bad... Well, but it's, it's along the lines of, you know, and that's how I try to play Zarkon, is he's not evil. He's not looking... I mean, I don't think we've ever heard him talk about destroying things. You know, he's just trying to get the lions and put the galaxy in the order that he believes is right. Sure. You know, and I... I to make a villain accessible to the audience, I think you really have to play up the idea that villains are the heroes in their own stories. Definitely. Yeah. You know, but, 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 you know, it's like getting back to my whole thing with Superman in 78, I hated the look of Krypton. I wanted the look from the comic books that, that six future with everything having fins on it. You know, like helmets had fins and the shoulder pads had fins and, 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 and that whole 60s futuristic look. That's how Krypton was supposed to be. Well, now I'm almost 50 and I watch that suit. I watch Superman. And I go, you know, the design doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, right. and it's grown on me. There's really only one thing from Superman, the original Superman that I still hate. And it's the only thing that they've seemed to glom onto and hold on to ever since. And that's this whole idea that the guy just happens to be wearing a thing on his chest that looks like an S. Exactly. Well, now it's right. a symbol for hope, right? Well, sure. But sure. even back in, even back in 78, you, you know, you remember looking at, at, um, at Marlon Brando in those scenes mm. wearing the, the, the tinfoil outfits, you know, those crazy, uh, by the way, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life was seeing that costume in person at Comic-Con a couple of years oh, ago. Cool. Uh, oh, wow. Because, because you look at it without any lighting effects, and it's just like this plain cloth. Sure. And you look at it and go, he looks like a mummy. That's weird. <laughs> so I took a picture of it. Then I took a picture of it with a flash. And the light hit all the reflective stuff on the costume, and suddenly it was the movie. Suddenly it was totally reflected. I'm just going... <gasps> No yeah. way. That movie magic. It totally was. I swear to you, it totally was. <laughs> it was like one of my greatest Comic-Con moments ever as a as a fan. As so, you can guys, as you guys can tell, I'm I, you know, I, I'm not just the president, I'm also a member, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I was just I was just about to say I can definitely feel your fandom kind of coming through and I know that Sean, <laughs> Max and myself are all we're we're new you know, new fans that have just come through um, the crucible that is this new series. And I know we definitely have a lot of questions for you. So um, yeah, we can roll anytime. Why yeah, waste so, all this gold? Oh, good stuff. Well, we got you on record, so we're, we're good. Um, so, Sean, do you have a question to start off? Uh, sure. I, I was just curious, Neil. Uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about the process of getting into character, uh, especially for Zarkon? I know that you've played a lot of storied characters throughout you your know? career. And so is it something uh-huh. where... Uh, how do you, how did you get into Zarkon's head? Uh, basically, you know, I, 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 I got the piece for an audition, which included the original artwork and a description of the character and the description saying, we are not looking for sound alikes for the original show. We are looking for original takes, um, which for me was a good thing because I am so old that Voltron hit at such a time that I really wasn't watching much TV. 
very, uh, you know, let alone much animation. And if I was watching animation, it was usually the the Disney afternoon stuff, you know, DuckTales and that sort of thing. Um, so I had no problem with it. I just went off of the description of the character and they wanted something big and powerful and animalistic and, you know, and yet smart at the same time. Um, and so basically what I do is I play, I, I, I play the movie in my head. I'm really just being a six-year-old and imagining I'm Zarkon. This is my ship. This is my galaxy. This is, these are my troops. This is what I need. And I don't have to search for the words in my head because the words are right in front of me on the page. Right. So it's mostly about just being in that headspace, allowing the dialogue to kind of flow th- flow from the page through your eyes, through your brain and out your mouth and hopefully not getting in the way of that. Hmm. You know, it's I mean, I, I tell my students all the time that acting is just pretending on the highest level, you know, and and voiceover is even more pretending because Unlike if I was making a movie, I can't look around and see the set. Right. I'm not looking down at my boots, you know, and feeling like, yeah, I feel like Zarkon. Look at my <laughs> giant space boots. <laughs> you know? Right. It's, it's, it's not even mocap where I'm sitting there and feeling the imitation gun in my hands. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's all theater of the mind. And so it's just... I just go in feeling like I don't ask questions. I just tell people what to do. And, 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 I, I and, like that and, job. And to your, and to your point, the, <laughs> the large, powerful, animalistic presence, I, I, I definitely got that in the episodes that I, I've watched Zarkon in, and it's, it's fantastic. I, I was kind of a little bit curious. I know that in some cases... Uh, the Voltron, the Paladins, they've had a little bit more of an opportunity for comedic effects. Do you think yeah. that at the end of the day that Zarkon kind of goes back and then he takes off his armor and he kind of gets a chance to kind of cut loose a little bit, that he's actually sort of a, a jovial kind of humorous character? Like, you know, he would tell a dad joke to a close group of friends and just kind of... Nope. No, not at all? <laughs> nope. Shut it down. I, yeah. No, I just... I, I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry to not let you get all no, the no. question mark on your question, but... Um, no, I think he's got too many, too many things on his mind. He's got too many plans. He's got too much stuff that needs to happen to get the galaxy back in order. Or, or also, in this case, to get something that's been a pursuit for 10,000 years. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when it's like, it's like, look, you ever been driving home and you kind of got to go pee. And so that last half mile is just brutal. It's the worst. <laughs> because yeah. your body, your body senses, we're there, man. We're there. You know? Well, you don't sit there and tell a joke. You don't sit there and, and, and distract yourself. I mean, you don't even try to distract yourself because you're so focused on distracting yourself. Does that Zarkon make sense? is all business. All the time. Yep. Yep. I love exactly. it. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's it's just this is what's gotta get done. And even then, I think he's the kind of guy that maybe would sit in his royal box and maybe watch the play or watch, you know, the the, the royal opera or whatever the art pre- presentation was. But he'd only be there physically. Hmm. Mentally, he'd be sitting there working something else out. He just. I don't, I don't, you know, it's almost like that, I liken him a lot, you know, I think only because of the, the structure of evil, as it were, but I liken him a lot to Palpatine, both mm. senator mm. And, and emperor, mm. and there was even that scene where, you know, I mean, Palpatine and, and, and Anakin are talking at an opera, and of course, nobody turns around and shushes him because, hello, he's like the dude in charge. <laughs> he's he's the head of the Senate, so you sit there and go, "It's all right, he talks a lot." But you know, <laughs> look at the play, look at the play. You know, so so I, 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 Zarkon probably doesn't talk in the middle of the opera, not because he cares about the opera, but mostly because he doesn't think he has to talk to anybody right. he'll just tell people what to do i mean there's no machinations with him i like it you know that's right. that's that's the difference between the mind games that palpatine had to play to set everything in motion zarkon's just brute force and and charm charisma you know mm. Very cool. Very Max, I cool. uh, want to make sure you get a question in there, too. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I was uh, I was curious. It's like um, this show in particular, I think, is, is sort of unique in that, uh, you know, all these episodes are coming out at once and it's mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, what was your process like working with uh, Joaquin and Lauren on this? Um, and, and exactly how long did it take to record your lines? And like, uh, uh, what, what was that experience like? Did it uh, did it change the way you approached uh, recording this in terms of uh, working off the Netflix model? Uh, From my standpoint, not at all. Not, not in the least, you know, from my standpoint, it's pretty much, I got a phone call. (laughs) I auditioned for it last year. I mean, not last year, early or middle of 2014, I think. Got a call toward the end of, of, of 2015 from my agent saying, that thing you auditioned for, Voltron, they want you to play Zarkon. Nice. <laughs> it's like I've, 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 I've read stories about how some of the paladins were brought back. Callbacks. Some of the paladins were brought in to read with each other. Mm. Some other actors were recorded an episode and then didn't work out and things. Just all these different things. And it's like... I, I guess they wanted to work everything out with the Paladins because they are the cornerstone of the show. Sure. So that makes sense. Let's wait until we've got all this chemistry together. You know, we've got the, the heart of our show really set, which, frankly, I am constantly impressed with the cast that's around me that they put together. I mean... They're all talented actors. That's a given, mm-hmm. you know, but there are a lot of talented actors in town. I know a lot of very talented voice actors, but the cast that they put together, their energies as human beings blend so well together and their voices just go together like the 
gears of a machine. They don't step, the, the tonal qualities don't step on each other. I'm never sitting there and wondering, hey, was that Lance or was that Hunk? Because I always know, <laughs> you know, and, you, and you're not wondering if it's Keith or, or, or it's Shiro. You just, you can tell the difference between their voices. You can tell the difference between their energies, you know, and be, be, I mean, I, I just, I can't imagine that they designed a character any closer to Ty than hunk i mean those two <laughs> are just symbiotic They're, it's <laughs> it's it's crazy you know and then and then i look at i go back here I, over the weekend i've gone back and i've looked at the script you know and i've looked at at koran mm -hmm. and i've listened to what reese has done and it's, it's amazing oh gee, i mean so he, 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 ta he, ta he takes these these black pieces of, of of type off this white page and turns it into rainbow skittles with <laughs> with you know like carbonation it's so wonderful and you can feel the interplay between lance and karan and then lance and keith i mean it's just it, i just so fortunate hopefully they won't hear this you know or they'll think <laughs> that i'll do this show for free in the future you know but don't tell anybody sure. i'm loving it you know i mean from the first day i walked in and saw that 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 that's cree summer yeah that's <laughs> cree summer <laughs> you know who I, I, I think there have been, I, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure she's been in 35% of all animated stuff produced in this town over the last couple of decades. And as talented as I thought she was, she's a better person. Oh, wow. Do you, I mean, I've, I've, I, don't, I know it doesn't sound like it because I'm a big bad guy and I've always got to come across as being really in charge and sure of myself. But working on Voltron has been such an amazing learning process hmm. for me. Coming from doing mostly video games okay. and anime hmm. over over the last you know decade and a half, you know, I mean, it's so wonderful when we do get to record together as a cast, um, and I get to and I get to I mean, I get to listen to to the simplicity of what of what Josh Keaton does as Shiro. It's so simple, but it is so not easy what he does. I mean, just the basic, uh, for lack of a better term, hero-ness hmm. that he brings to the role, you know, that's just evident in every syllable that comes out of his mouth. So that's that's interesting, too, that you actually get to record together. Is that normal for you? Don't you normally kind of just, it's like a solo process kind of in the well, booth? But this this is original animation. I know it doesn't look like it, mm. because it looks like it's anime. It looks like it came from Japan. Sure. And mm. then we dubbed it. But the one thing that's different is the lip flaps match. Right. Why? Because we dub we 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 didn't dub a thing. Right. We recorded it first. And see what happens when you do that is then then you get Jeremy 
being being able to be more Lance, mm-hmm. and maybe he adds um, an extra syllable to a word because that's the way Lance would pronounce it, or he he adds a little extra. Psh, you know, I mean, human foley, the stuff we do every day, which you can't do in anime because there's no room because it doesn't oh, fit the flaps. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get these really talented actors being able to get to know the characters and then after that, be the characters. That's really you cool. Know? I feel like that's a rare thing. I mean, you make a good point that it's original animation, but it just seems from people that, I mean, Max, correct me if I'm wrong, but other voice actors that I've talked to, it just seems like such a rare thing to actually get to interact with your, you know, your full cast. That's well, I mean, cast. you look, uh, there, there were only a couple of times that it was everybody, you know, because we're talking about quite a few of them are working on camera actors. Sure. And so they've got two careers going on. So a couple of things that can go on is they can do the cast record and then, for lack of a better explanation, Skype that person in mm. from somewhere else. I mean, it's better technology, but we'll just say Skype them in. Right. Um, and then it's like, it, it means, basically, if you're reading your script, it sounds exactly like Steven is there as opposed to Atlanta working on another job. Right. Okay. Mm. Then, you know, I think after the first couple of episodes, it's like after everybody kind of got comfortable, things were bur- broken down a bit more in scenes. So I may go a couple of weeks without really seeing, you know, uh, Josh or without seeing Jeremy, mm-hmm. but I would see Cree because our scenes are together. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, and so it's it's easier rather than, okay, Neil, we need you for four hours on Thursday to record the entire episode with everybody. Right. It's like, we need you for 40 minutes. Well, that's, yeah. that's a good question. Then. How long did it take you to really finish up all of Zarkon's dialogue? Because he's obviously not quite as, um, he doesn't have quite as many lines as the, the core characters. No. Right. No. Um, you know, that's, that's really kind of hard to quantify because mm-hmm. it was over such a long period of time. Okay. And of course, you know, you lay, you lay down the dialogue for the original script, but then there are times that during the editing process, uh, the scene gets trimmed, the scene gets changed, they rewrite something because now they have six episodes in the pipeline, and it's like, okay, we have to change this one fact because it comes into play differently later, and then we go back and we do ADR. Right. You know, so maybe Zarkon says a different line when he's got his back to the camera. You know, so we're covering that. Or they they cut away um, during the middle of his speech, you know, and so now we're taking that information and we're changing it or we're taking that information and it's actually going to come into play in a different episode. So we're going to change that line. So you come back and you do, you know, you, you, you do that post ADR. So it's like, and it, it's just, it's, it's tough to quantify for, for, for me to be honest. Gotcha. You Man, know? and we have so many more questions that I'd love to ask you, but I know our guys are running a little short on time here. Oh, so no! I know. I want to make sure we get through, uh, get Sean more, one more and Max one yes, more. Yes, please. And then I'll I try have... to be, I'll try to be quicker with my, with my answers, guys. Oh, no, it's fine. We oh, appreciate no your time. Thank you so much. No, uh, Neil, I just had a quick question. Since our show is a lot about nostalgic cartoons and everything, and uh, a lot of it is mandated on the idea of Saturday mornings and, and kind of enjoying that experience. When you were a kid, what was your favorite breakfast cereal that you would potentially watch cartoons with? 
Huh. You know, I don't know if I had a favorite cereal. I had favorite cartoons that I could tell you about. <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was, I was, I was definitely, uh, I was, I was, I was kind of a soup kid. You know, I, 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 I bathe it in the milk and turn and turn the cereal into soup. <laughs> and you gotta, and you gotta get that just right amount of crunch level. You know, where it's no, like, exactly. eh, I can't wait too long and let it get soggy. So it's like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jewish kid. So I, I grew up with, with Passover. We've got this stuff called farfel. And you'd put it on the top of, of soup. And it was basically crushed matzah. So you'd have this layer of crunchy getting slightly soggy. And so I, I adapted that style and used it for my, you know, for, for my breakfast uh, eating, uh, you know, um, routine. So I'd fill with milk and then just put a layer of the cocoa puffs on there, you know, Gotcha. let it sit and then skim it off and eat that and then put in another layer hmm. because if he just build the mound of cereal and drown it in, in, <laughs> in liquid, you have this, Hey, nice crunchy at the beginning. And then at the end, it's this, the mush. Uh, I can't do this. That is so smart. You know? I've been eating cereal wrong for like 30 <laughs> exactly. years. Exactly. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, well, I'm glad I was good for something. No. So, I mean, look, <laughs> there, was, there was a little while there that they had the extra dusty um, cereals, you know, like, like the extra dusty cocoa puffs so that you would turn your milk into chocolate. Yeah, that was you know, the so best. You pour that out. That, those were the ones that you had to do, build the mountain, flood the town. Okay, you had to, <laughs> then you do that one. That's great. You know, so, okay, next. Max, yeah. you want to step up? Uh, yes, uh, I, I uh, this, this show is so great and fantastic, and it seems like, uh, on Twitter, like you said, I think a lot of people are responding very positively. Um, I'm curious, uh, how much did you talk with uh, Joaquin and Lauren about, like, what the arc of your character uh, was going to be in season one, and then if you guys talked at all about a potential season two and what that might be like for Zarkon? Um, I will take the second part of your question first regarding season two. And, um, I will simply say if, if I have had those discussions or if I haven't had those discussions, I could not get into it because of a legally binding non-disclosure agreement. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So if people are interested in the second season, it's best if they politely, Ask Netflix and say, hey, we're enjoying this. Perhaps may we have another one? And then Netflix, in their infinite kindness and wisdom, will hopefully say, why, yes, dear consumer, because you matter so much to us. Yes, we will do that. And then if there is a season two that's been in production, it'll probably be announced. And if there's not a season two that's been in production, then they'll give us a call and say, hey, guys, guess what? We got some more stuff to do, <laughs> you know, so either which way, keep, keep watching, keep, cause trust me, there's Easter eggs that y'all have missed. Oh, I've, I've, gone through, yeah. I've gone through twice so, now. And I, I feel like I need to watch it again. Cause there's still some stuff that I didn't. Well, quite... you know, the, the greatest thing for me is that like, I only got the scripts that Zarkon was in. Right. Right. So I watched the episodes, several episodes just like you guys did, knowing nothing, watching the story unfold. I mean, you know, when I went to see the, the initial pilot with the rest of the cast, 
I basically made a bargain with myself. I said, remove the fact that you are in this from your brain. Okay, because that's done and in the can and over with. Right. Because mm. if it's not good, you can't get out of it now. And if it's great, you can't tell anybody about it. So just sit back, be the sci-fi nerd that you've always been. <laughs> be the be the be the the cartoon loving dork that you grew up being, and let's see if it works. And I sat there, and it worked for me. And I'm sitting there and I'm laughing. At the silly jokes, I'm laughing at the smart jokes, I'm laughing at the smart, silly jokes, mm -hmm. you know, and trust me, the people who dismiss the humor in this are missing the point. Yeah, they're just right. not getting the, it. Uh, the, yeah. the, people, the people that are overly focused on whether or not Allura is piloting a lion are missing the point. Right. Right. Um, and forgetting that hopefully there will be more story to unfold. I mean... I've never understood this whole idea of we've done it before. Now let's do it again. Exactly the same. Exactly. Mm. You know, I grew up, I grew up a musical theater kid. So I grew up on Broadway. I grew up with this idea of revivals are good because we now have different production styles and different production values. And my fiddler on the roof is going to be different than my dad's fiddler on the roof, you know, and, mm -hmm. and mm. that's okay. And so this whole notion that people want the exact same thing that they had before, it's like, well, why don't you just go and watch that? Yeah, exactly. If that's what, no, you're, if that's you're what preaching you, to the choir here. Yeah. If, yeah, that's what you, if that's what you loved, it still existed. Go and watch it. Hey, not everybody's going to love everything. I tell my students, the first thing you need to do is divorce yourself of this idea of being popular. Hmm. Because I can... I can statistically show you how the most popular films in the history of the world are actually more unpopular than they are popular. <laughs> okay? There were more people that didn't see Avatar than saw Avatar. That's a good point. Okay? Yeah. So you don't make the movie for everybody. You just make the movie the best way you can, and people will enjoy it. And I've had people tweet at me with their disappointments, and I say, hey, I'm not going to try to force you to like right. it. I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I'm mm. sorry you didn't. We did our best. Maybe you'll give us a try again, but but thanks. Well, I look, appreciate uh, it. Sean and I have watched the original, the Americanized version, and also Beast King Go Lion, the original right. Japanese version. Honestly, this is just my words here, but I think this is the superior series. And that comes as a kid from the 80s who grew up with the toys, grew up watching this. And, and I've I'm a and I've and I've and I've heard that and I've read that from from many sources and I and I appreciate it. And I just I, I, I know the talent that's on this show, and I'm not talking voice talent. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the writers. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the producers. I'm talking about the storyboard artists. I'm talking about the, 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 the creature designers. You know, these people are all at the top of their games, you know? And if anybody thinks that any one of us is trying to do anything less than the tell the best story the best way we can, mm -hmm. they're wrong. And they can go ahead and say whatever they want and think whatever they want, and that's okay. You know, you can't, you can't please everybody, and you shouldn't worry about pleasing everybody. I hope more people like it than don't. Um, but the people that don't like it, hey, you know, enjoy, enjoy your path. I hope you find something that you do like. That's perfect. <laughs> right. You know, I mean... 
I have a world of respect for Joaquin and Lauren and their storytelling abilities and their kindness as as leaders, the the respect that they show everybody on their team, voice actors, the 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 the, the engineer recording the session. Mm-hmm. Okay, the 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 casting associates, the production assistants, everybody is treated with a level of respect that pleases me so much and is, I don't want to say so rare in this industry Mm -hmm. because that makes it sound like I know so much or I'm (laughs) everywhere that I know everybody's business practice. I don't, but I've had professional situations that were not handled anywhere remotely close as respectfully and as professionally as, as, as I've been treated and as professionally and as respectfully as I've seen every member of that team. You know, one of the greatest things about Voltron is it's about a team. And yet, at the same time, this show feels more like a team than almost anything else I've ever worked on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, 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 and I also look on Twitter and it's like this show, more than anything else I've ever worked on, is being shared by the team known as the family. Yeah, that's great. Right, I've seen yeah. a lot of images about that. Um, I know, mean, parents it's, it's, sharing it's, with their kids. Yeah. Yep. Right. And it, and it's not that the parents are tolerating a kid's show. No, not at all. Or right, that yeah. the kids or that the kids are able to watch that show. It was written with an intelligence and heart that is so open that it works for the whole family. That's fantastic, you know, and unfortunately, I, mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to end yeah. there. I know our our team has to pack it up. Um, no problem, guys. Say, I know. I I, I, so get, I get I get kind of Kevin Smith verbose sometimes. <laughs> I kind of keep going. Must be that Jersey thing. I don't know. What yeah, it is. you know, I think so. So why don't we? Uh, why don't your people talk to my people, and we'll set up a, a follow up if you're interested. Sure, that'd be great. The oh, only yes. last thing I have to ask you is. Yes. Uh, so we do yes. our weekly podcast, and we've kind of rotated through a couple di- couple different ways to end it. We would love it, and it's fine if you can't do this. Just let me know. We would love it if you could just say thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons in whatever voice you feel you feel like doing, if you want. Uh, all righty. No, 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 no. That's okay. I, I, I think I'll use something that will uh, that'll work on um, uh, with this microphone that I'm using. Sure. All right. Uh, now, does it have to be something I played? Oh, it can be anything you want. Because I don't want to get you in legal trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, legal trouble would be doing somebody else's care. Oh, good point. Good point. You know, legal trouble would be sitting there going, "Ah, hey, I really love to talk to you guys, but I gotta go and train my dragon." Thanks for listening <laughs> to Saturday morning cartoons. You guys are great. It's a good thing you we know? were laughing over that, so we could never use it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, so I can't do that because Jay might get a little upset. Right. You know. Gee, Neil, have you ever done that voice at DreamWorks? <clears throat> well, maybe once or twice. Anyway, um, yeah, exactly. But I suppose I could pull this one off of the heap. We'll see how this works for you. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. That was yeah, fucking amazing. That's so good. I just want to make sure we give you a clean ending. Now, just so you know, I realize that Peter doesn't sound like that anymore. 
that he actually sounds more like this. So if you want something to play for Saturday evenings at the movies, I would say freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Hey! <laughs> That was so good. That's amazing. That's not even it's fair. So fantastic. Uh, Neil, oh, thank boy. you so much again for uh, taking time with us today. And yeah, you have my contact information. So yep. if, if you, uh, you know, if we hear news about a second season and you want to catch up again or anything, or if, or if you guys want to check in later on in the year when people have watched a little bit more, sure. Or, or hey, if you want to come on and talk about any cartoon that you love from your childhood, we we roll through a ton of different cartoons so we'd love to just have you on as a guest yeah well i like i said i, I you know i feel bad about kind of having my brain fart so i feel like i owe it to you guys so just oh, keep good. in contact no, no, and let me know i'll be much happy appreciate it thank you so pleasure. much Thanks. enjoy the rest you back, of the guys thank, thank you, you very much. Bye thank you. you that is it a huge thank you to mr kaplan if you're listening to his voice and you're thinking what else has he been on Definitely go check out his IMDb page. He's been in some excellent things, such as one of my favorite video games, Bioshock Infinite. He was in the game Justice League Heroes as Gorilla Grodd. He's been on Naruto, Power Rangers, Transformers, Robots in Disguise as Optimus Prime. So definitely go find Mr. Kaplan on Twitter. He is at N-E-K-A-P. That's at kneecap. Also, Thanks again to Max Nicholson. You can go find him on IGN and Collider.com. He's also on Twitter at Max underscore Nicholson. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. And you can find Dave for movie reviews and more on Collider.com. Check him out on Nerdist as their freelance science writer. And his fiction writing is up on DaveTrumbore.com. And you can always find him on Twitter at DrClawMD. As for Saturday Morning Cartoons, we have a podcast that comes out each and every week, and you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out on our Facebook page, Saturday Morning Cartoons, which you guys have been fantastic about posting, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. And if you want to drop us an email, we're at SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Remember, Saturday Morning Cartoons, that is morning with you. Next week is going to be our final week of Voltron, and we are rounding it out with the OG of the entire series. That's right. Next week, we are getting into Beast King Go Lion, so we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>